Welcome to a special episode of the Life as a Nephrologist podcast. This is the final episode of a series celebrating the 40th anniversary of the American Journal of Kidney Disease, which is the official journal of the National Kidney Foundation. We will discuss how the AJKD has helped bring patient experience and patient voice to researchers and clinicians in order to increase the quality of research ideas and improve the quality of care delivered. I'm excited to introduce our guest for this podcast, Dr. Harold Feldman, Editor-in-Chief of AJKD, Dr. Dina Rifkin, the previous editor of the journal's In a Few Words feature. We're also joined by patient Dr. Ortiz on today's podcast, who is a respiratory therapist and has a doctorate degree in health science. He teaches exercise science on the exercise program at Loyola University. He's traveled all over the world with a metabolic heart and knows a lot about exercise and it's important for managing chronic disease. He has been living with kidney disease for the past 20 years. So welcome everyone. I'd like to start off with Dr. Rifkin, who was the founding editor of Few Words Feature. What made you come up with this feature and what is the purpose of this in the direction of the journal as well? Thanks so much. So I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time when the American Journal of Kidney Diseases moved to Tufts Medical Center now uh, more than 15 years ago. So around 2006-07, I was finishing my nephrology fellowship, joining faculty there when Andy Levy was taking over editorship of the journal. And at the time, I was moonlighting as a creative writer for health.com, and I'd done a lot of creative writing projects and teaching on the side of my interest in kidney disease. The kidney disease space was notably lacking in the human voice of those who take care of people with kidney disease and those who have kidney disease. And I had learned somewhere along the line that in JAMA, one of the most read journals in the world, the most read part of JAMA is not any of the research articles. It's the front matter, which includes a piece of my mind feature. More people clicked on that than any other part of the journal. And so Andy Levy and I had this conversation about what would happen if we opened something up in a kidney disease journal for people to write specifically about this experience. And I think when we started, we thought we'd maybe run out of viewpoints after a few years or maybe five years. And then we decided, well, five years, we're still doing this. And 10 years later, we were still doing it. And uh, more than 70 pieces later, we've learned that there are many different experiences of kidney disease and many different ways to express those. And I'm really proud of the different, uh, sometimes surprising things that would show up in my inbox when I was the editor of this. So we have pieces from the viewpoints of physicians, nurses, technicians, patients, family members, friends of those with kidney disease. And that's a really neat thing to have as an archive. You know, I think humanism really adds a completely different dimension to physicians and healthcare providers overall. I think in many ways, a lot of journals are not focusing on this. As you mentioned, it would be one of the most read features for any journal that focuses on, you know, humanistic pieces. Um, I'd like to ask you, Dr. Feldman, you've seen this feature grow over the years and, you know, it has definitely acquired a big readership. What does this feature mean to the journal now and where do you see this going? 
Yeah, thanks for the question. And let me just first say that it's it's a delight to be here today with all of you talking about this. And thanks very much to Drs. Ortiz and Rifkin. I want to reflect back for a moment six years ago when the journal transitioned from Boston to Philadelphia, when I took over from Andy Levy as the editor-in-chief. I was worried and concerned that we might not be able to continue this particular feature and was really delighted that Dina, you agreed to to continue on with us and did so for another five years, actually, because at that time, it, it was so clear to me that we needed to continue the expanding on the stream of material that really had this humanistic focus, this patient-centered focus, and in a few words was, in my mind, then and continues to be a really very innovative approach to doing this. You know, for us now, it continues, as I said, to be a critical feature for us in allowing us to bring patient voices to the pages of the journal. And it's reflective for me of a deep commitment for us to progressively and increasingly highlight content, really not just in a few words, but across all article types, where we try to include patient-centered perspectives that consider what matters most to people who are living with kidney disease. And this type of information is crucial in promoting both patients and providers' abilities to make better healthcare choices. And as a steward of a journal, we believe that our our job is really to facilitate that in a very fundamental way. And then I think the last thing I would just point to is that by hearing these voices of the lived experiences of people with kidney disease, I think we can gain important insights into some of the social determinants that influence health where people both live and work. And those are things that sometimes don't come through as readily in some of the other kinds of biomedical writings that come for as candidates to be published in journals. So it's it's really been a delight and it serves in, in many of these roles. Thanks, Dr. Feldman. As nephrologists, you know, there's a certain push to, you know, focus on quality metrics in dialysis and, you know, focus too much on numbers, where sometimes addressing patient-related issues can sometimes take a backseat, although it never should. Would this be your experience having, you know, been through the system? And what do you think physicians can do better in trying to ad- address patient-related outcomes? Well, in order to improve outcomes, it's it's got to start from the initiation of when you find out that you're diagnosed with kidney disease. Most of the time that generally doesn't happen because it's not the nephrologist that tells you you have kidney disease. It's usually your primary care physician. But what happens there is there's not the education portion because they want to try to hang on to you and manage your blood pressure, your diabetes as long as they can before they really need to send you to a specialist. They should go ahead and refer you out because There's much education that needs to take place. Once a patient finds out that there's a very good chance they're going to go on dialysis, they really need to change their mindset and understand that it's not the end-all, be-all, that you can still function as a normal person even if you are on dialysis. And that's not put up front. It's just like when you think you're going on dialysis, oh, man, this this is it. But it's not. I'm leaving proof of that, and Dr. Feldman can tell you I'm pretty active probably more active than most dialysis patients, but uh, I do a lot. And it's a lot of it starts with a positive attitude. And 
having navigated the system for over 20 years, um, what are the challenges that you faced and uh, what do you think the system can do better to support you? I think the first challenge I faced was I wasn't aware really of how serious PKD was. I didn't know much about it because at first when I was told that I had kidney disease, they just told me that my kidneys weren't working. I was about at 50% of what they should be, but I didn't know anything more than that. It wasn't until I met Dr. Kramer as, as when I found out I had PKD. And that's when I started researching and understanding more about what the disease was about and the lack of education. So not knowing what really what simcratinine was, not knowing what GFR is, makes a huge difference because patients need to understand their lab values. And when they get to the point where they're getting these monthly labs, it makes a difference how you manage your body. If you don't manage your body and follow guidelines of what you're supposed to do or what, a, what I call a CKD plan, which is uh, a plan developed for each individual, because none of us are the same, you have to decide what your goal is, like, let's say, for instance, quality of life. For me, it's I want another transplant and I want to continue to run around with my twins. So you have to do that. And then you have to stay on course. But in order to stay on course, you have to manage your nutrition, your edge, your stay informed, know your disease, be well educated. And when you put those things together, you can be a positive. But you, it all starts with the patient. It doesn't start with the doctor. It starts with the patient because if the patient doesn't buy into the process, there is no process. That's very well put, Dr. Ortiz, I have to say. You know, I think we're moving to a phase where research is now focusing on patient-related outcomes. And I think there's a big push from, from the research community and also health authorities to focus on that. So my next question is for Dr. Feldman. Uh, where are we when it comes to patient-related outcomes being focused on research? And what is the direction that we could be moving in to improve that? As you just indicated, there is a, a very substantial trend across all of our subspecialty disciplines, not just nephrology, to really pursue as outcomes in the research that we do, you know, patient-centered and patient-defined uh, health states, realizing that this is the way to really improve health status. And, you know, sort of resonating as well with what Dr. Ortiz just said, part of this is also reflective of the increasing interactions that our patients have with their healthcare providers as our patients are increasingly asking for and very appropriately demanding to understand better what their treatment choices are, what their various disease parameters mean for them, and what their outcomes and outlook looks like um, in the context, again, of outcomes relevant to those patients. And so this, this is really, you know, compared to when I trained in nephrology many, many years ago, we are at a very, very different place. It behooves the research community and therefore journals as well to really respond to this new way of thinking. And thank goodness there is a new way of thinking now because this um, is ultimately the way to enhance the health status of people who have kidney disease. Patients have a lot of different options for gaining information about their disease. And, you know, these come from the internet, from social media, from a variety of outlets. 
And journals still play a really critical role because of the curated nature of the information that we can provide to patients. And so it's really important to us that we do so in a way that can be ultimately accessible to patients and not just to the academic and scientific community. And we try to do that in a number of ways. You know, these include above and beyond our in a few words feature, things such as plain language summaries of our original research papers, or even to some extent, the visual abstracts that we and a lot of other journals are producing these days provide a different way for people to engage in our content. And then really importantly, coming back around to where this question began, we are focusing much more of our content on work that does look at patient reported outcomes and patient experience and often uses you know, research methods that were rarely seen in nephrology even 10 years ago, such as qualitative methods or mixed research methods that now are finding an important home in journals like American Journal of Kidney Diseases. Very well put, Dr. Feldman. Dr. Rifkin, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I was just going to add an anecdote to this from because it's even evolved during my career how much more we pay attention to what the patient experience is. And I'm reminded of one of the early pieces in a few words, which was by a patient. It was right after a study called the TREAT study was published. This had to do with the use of erythropoietin to get hemoglobin levels up in dialysis and uh, chronic kidney disease patients. And the patient wrote an in a few words piece called treat versus treatment. His personal experience was that after his erythropoietin doses were decreased, he felt terrible. And he was told, no, no, this is not in accordance with what we do now based on this study. And I remember us going back and forth as an editorial board. Well, you know, his experience isn't what the study said. Well, his experience is his experience. Is it okay to publish this in a journal that goes against what the scientific community believes right now? And it was just a really interesting moment when those two things came together for us to try to understand where we stood as peer-reviewed science versus personal experience and how we bring those together. You know, Dina, I, I love that example. And it so highlights that when we limit ourselves to characterizing groups of people and their average experience, we, and, and we don't reach out and we don't seek the voices of individuals who may not actually have the average experience, that we lose a lot in our understanding of the variations in which kidney disease is experienced by people. So really appreciate your pulling out that, that experience from, from your archives. And even, even more than that, I think he felt as if his experience was being canceled by the experience of a large group of people in a study, you know, that he was being told by his physicians, you can't possibly be having this experience of your life because of something published in our journals. So very interesting place to sit. And that's where, you know, in a few words comes in, right? Because in many ways, you are sharing your experience related to kidney disease. And of course, even related to studies, I think these are the pieces that help us understand in many ways, 
not just the average perspective, you say, but also people who might be certain outliers in an experience. And I think it's important to focus on that, right? Because we are moving towards patient-centered outcomes. And it that's why it says patient-centered, not patients-centered outcomes. So I think it's important to concentrate on the individual. So I think that brings me to an important question to Dr. Ortiz. There is burgeoning awareness of research, as well as, of course, as you mentioned, education for patients. Have you had any experience participating in research projects? And if you have, would you share that with us, please? Yeah, well, currently I am helping with a small one. It's geared a little bit towards uh, people who may have been diagnosed with some early stage and they're working on an exercise program. And I answer questions. For them, they may have high blood pressure or diabetes, but they're heading down that trail that they could have eventually kidney problems. So I've been answering questions on how to get motivated and go out and exercise because exercise, frankly, was a big part of what turned me around when I switched doctors and started with Dr. Kramer. I was already in stage five and my serum creatinine was was already high, but I looked pretty good for the shape I was in. So she said, why don't we try something? and I went to high impact in high impact uh, exercise, and I went to a renal diet, lost 40 pounds and stayed off dialysis for three years. It is possible to do that. If I had the funding, I would probably work on a research project myself like that. I know there have been VAs were wanting to do something like that, and I don't know if that ever got off the ground. I have done some clinical work with Rutgers as a clinical specialist for them. They were trying to develop an energy equation for dialysis patients. And so if I would look at their data to see if they were having trouble. The, currently, I am joined the North Carolina research team. I'm with Dr. Jenny Fly, and I'm going to be helping her on her new uh, project. Dr. Feldman knows about that one. And I'll be reviewing patient outcomes. And I think what's good about that, participating in that project, is I've experienced all of them. I know what it's like to get the cramping. I know what it feels like when your blood pressure is falling out on that. I know what it's like when your hemoglobin's low and all the feelings. So I've experienced it and I know what the signs to look out for when that's happening. Because even though I always tell Dr. Kramer, I feel fine. She goes, you're not fine. <laughs> she says, you're just not fine. And I see people struggle in dialysis. Um, and it doesn't matter what age you are, you get the cramps. It doesn't matter how you feel, your blood pressure. If you pull too much fluid, then you're... Uh, blood pressure is going to drop and people don't understand what's happening and then they pass out. You got to give them fluid. So I think participating in this will help me a lot understand more about how to treat people and their symptoms and maybe make dialysis better for them because it, it it's dialysis is 90% mental and 10% physical. And the reason I say that is because you have to overcome the needle sticks. You have to overcome sitting there for three hours or four hours. You have to overcome the thing, little things you have to do. That's mental. I mean, that's the, the, the physical sticks. The mental thing is doing what you need to do. Okay. So I think this research project can help solve those issues. Well, thanks for sharing that, Dr. Ortiz. As we come towards the end of the podcast, I do have to ask Dr. Rifkin this. As the founding editor of In A Few Words, I'm sure every piece has been special to you. And I know you made mention of the piece that concentrated on treat, but is there a particular piece you'd like to share or a piece that is special to you that you'd like to share with the listeners so that they can go back and, and have a read of it? This is sort of like trying to make me choose my favorite child, but 
uh, as you say, but I'm, I'm going to mention two to you, and they're, they're special for different reasons for me. One of them is a piece that was published in 2011. It's called The Color of Kidneys. It's by a physician by the name of Tony Martin up in the Bay Area. And I think it predates the recent uh, discussions about race in the EGFR equations by 10 years or so. And it's her perspective as an African-American physician taking care of a group of very diverse patient population on what it was like to explain the different EGFRs by race to her patients at that time. And I think that that was the first piece I read, and I think it was the first published piece kind of noting that this might be a problem. And I'm, so I'm, I'm proud that the AJKD published that back then. And the piece that consistently uh, brings tears to my eyes is a piece by Joseph Gout, G-A-U-T, who's a nephropathologist now. It's called Separation, and it's about his own experience being diagnosed with kidney failure when he was in his medical training, what it was like to do home dialysis, and what it was like to receive a kidney transplant from his father. And it's a very moving piece. The title is about how the dialysis process separated him, not just kind of physically, but emotionally and mentally, as Dr. Ortiz just mentioned, from his normal life and how he regained a sense of normal after that. So those are my two favorites. Well, thank you everyone for being um, special guests on this episode of Life as a Nephrologist podcast. I think this is extremely enlightening to hear about various voices that are present in the American Journal of Kidney Disease. I hope everyone enjoyed learning about patient voice and research. You can check out In a Few Words, which is a collection which is freely available at ajkd.org. Thank you for listening and see you during the next episode. Mm-hmm.